0: To the happiest places to work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, all you crazy happy people out there. This is Amy Dix with Choose Happy. And today on Happiest Places to Work, we have the one, the only Steve Friedman. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amy. Great to be here. Yeah. So you are on our sister show, Unlocking Happiness. And after that conversation, I thought, man, we've got to have you over on Happiest Places to Work. So uh, if you want to check out that episode, that one is on Unlocking Happiness with Steve Friedman. But today we're going to talk about happiness in the workplace and Steve's latest book, Corporate introvert, how to lead and thrive with confidence. So, tell us, Steve, why did you feel this this topic was so important to talk about uh, when it comes to the workplace?
1: Well, you know, I spent um, thirty years in corporate America in various different positions. About half of it in leadership roles, and while it was a good experience um, in general, that um, upon retirement. And later in life, just kind of reflecting back, uh, I felt frustrated most of the time. So um, as we talked about in the other podcast, I'm an introvert and I've spent a lot of time learning about that over my life, but especially in the last five years or so. And, And I realized that was the source of a lot of my frustrations at work. And it wasn't that I was an introvert. It was that I really wasn't as knowledgeable about introversion as I needed to be. And so instead of leaning on my strengths and um, leading my way or going into meetings or networking the way I was most comfortable and with the talents that I have, I was trying to conform to the culture, which is generally an extroverted culture in most corporations. And um, so what it ended up being was frustrating for me and, uh, and probably from a corporate perspective, Uh, I worked hard, I did well, but I wasn't bringing my true self to the organization. And so I think they missed part of that diversity in problem solving and decision making. So I started writing the book in order to um, kind of bring together my passion and purpose for advocating for introverts and my experience in the corporate world to try and short circuit that, that process that I went through so that people that are um, new or aspiring leaders will learn how to, um, uh, how to guide themselves through the process in a more authentic and confident way.
0: Yeah, I think that that is so important because I feel like that there might be a little bit of stigma around introversion and um, people have certain opinions of uh, introverted people and they're a little may- maybe misunderstood. Can you talk about that a little bit as it applies to the workplace?
1: Sure. So I think that's uh, definitely true what you said. Um, And I think it's not only the extroverts that have this stigma, but many introverts have the stigma as well. I mean, many introverts when they finally identify with that label and we know labels can be good and helpful or also detrimental, but when you identify with that label, then you start to feel like you look for definitions of that label. Well, a lot of definitions, whether it's on TV or in the workplace or, or in the dictionary, are still pretty negative. I mean, things like loner, antisocial, narcissist, icicle. I mean, these are things that that not only do extroverts um, assume oftentimes, but introverts assume them as well. And that just creates an atmosphere for introverts at work that they're just not in the best mind space to be able to contribute their authentic self.
0: Yeah, so let's say, okay, so I came from the world of distribution. And uh, let's say I've got a sales meeting on Monday, right? And I want to kind of broach this topic and help my organization. So as Amy Dix, the manager of XYZ Distribution Company, what can I do? Like, where can I start on Monday so that we can address this in a proper way?
1: Yeah. So that's a, a great question. And I think that's the first step is that extroverts will recognize or leaders in general um, will recognize that we as a team are missing something because we've got people um, that are not contributing or feeling comfortable to contribute everything that they have. And it, it doesn't just apply to introverts, but one of the things that we did um Uh, in one of my work groups is we had an away day. So we spent a couple of days off campus. We talked goals and things like that. We did some socials, but we also had um, a team building exercise that was around um, uh, personality. So many people are probably familiar with the Myers-Briggs indicators. So Myers-Briggs will, you take a, a rather brief test and it'll give you an indication of what your personalities are so we did that for the whole team and um, we made it a fun um, exercise they filled out the test in advance but what that enabled the whole team to do was gather together and talk about it so it wasn't that we were picking out people and saying hey you you probably aren't performing really well because you don't feel comfortable so i'm going to go talk to you it was more of the whole team sits down and talks discovers for themselves And what I think is really powerful is it's a great team building opportunity because everybody's showing vulnerability. Usually needs to start with the manager, kicking things off, buying into the whole discussion. But by the end of the day, you've got people learning about each other in really fascinating ways. And really, whether they're an introvert or an extrovert, you're learning about each other's strengths and challenges. And for us, that led to a a follow up meeting where we sat down and talked about okay, here are the strengths. And here are the um, gaps that everybody has, different ones. Perhaps we could move around some of the tasks that we have on the team so that people that have a passion and strength for certain things, that's primarily what they're doing Um, because things that I might not like, you may be great at. And so if we do that, we can really optimize the team and we create this open environment where um, people are not trying to hide themselves or hide um, their ideas and problem solving. So um, I think that's one step that people can go through.
0: I love what you say about, you know, working on people's strengths and, hey, you might be good at something and I might not be. Because I think too often as management, uh, we focus on, okay, well, this this is their weaknesses. So we need to kind of help them through that weakness. Like we need mm-hmm. to build that up. Where our energy instead, I'm not saying we shouldn't improve, but where our energy probably is best spent is uh, focusing on what our employees' strengths are and really building those up. So um, so you mentioned Myers-Briggs, but you also have an assessment on your website that people mm-hmm. can take to kind of get started. So tell us where we can go for that.
1: Great, right, sure. Um, so I have uh, two quizzes on the website. The one that's um, uh, that you're re- referring to is on my website, which is beyondintroversion.com and go to the quiz page and you can find that. Um, over 1300 people have taken the quiz, which is just amazing and I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a five minute quiz, but it asks a variety of questions. But the most important thing is it doesn't just give you a score, but it, it gives you um, kind of a, a document afterwards that talks about each of the eight strengths that we refer to um, in the quiz. And where you are on each one of them, what are your, your best strengths, your biggest strengths, and how can you grow and use those? And what cautions do you need to keep in mind um, because you have these strengths so you don't overdo it or that you don't um, you know, put people off or whatnot? And I think that's really powerful because um, it the key for introverts, I think, is one, recognizing that they are an introvert, which is great. But to flip the the script from, oh, this is a curse, to it's a blessing, is to really understand what are the strengths we have, because we have lots of strengths. And then how can I apply those to the workplace? You know, meetings or networking tend to be really frustrating things for a lot of introverts. But if we approach it in a different way, not like the extrovert that sits next to me, but approach it in our own way, we can actually do really well with those things and uh, come out on top. And so it starts with learning about our strengths and the quiz helps to do that quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And I took the quiz uh, (laughs) and I absolutely loved the amount of information that you provided back. It was so helpful. And I just thought it was really interesting. I always, I love taking these types of quizzes. Uh, I'm always a little skeptical, but somehow. They always turn out, and they always depict me exactly who I am. So I guess they actually work. But uh, my top two—I'm uh, pulling it up right now, or I haven't pulled up—my top two talents, as you call right. it, which right. is really interesting, is planner and creative. <laughs> uh, anyone who might know me might just have went, "Oh my gosh, absolutely dead on!" And one of the things that I really liked about it is, like, I'll just take—I'll just take those two as an example creativity. Uh, It says, you know, how how you can grow and use your talent. And you say here, grow your talents by exploring new hobbies like art or cooking. And it's so interesting because when we hit the pandemic, one of the things that I started doing was painting. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't ever really, I mean, I'd painted before, but never really like seriously. And it opened up like this whole other dimension and whole business for me. And I thought that that was just like, So crazy, like in my mind, I was just like, this is so crazy, but so amazing and so awesome. And so I spent so much of my time during the pandemic painting and um yeah, and started a business around it. It was great. Um, and then and then you also have like a piece of caution. And then if I look at um planner, which you just mentioned about the caution as well, uh it says uh to grow and use, be sure to have a system. Um, whether it be a planner or online task, such organization will provide you great comfort and alleviate the fear of missing deadlines and obligations. Again, I'm always like, what do I have going on at what time? I'm always like very anxious about missing a meeting. And interestingly enough, I have a planner that I write in. I also have my online uh outlook system and every sunday or monday if i don't get to it on sunday i do it on monday i transfer everything from my computer onto my planner (laughs) so i duplicate everything but to me it's uh it works well which then brings me to my caution which some people may be thinking the same thing it says caution this can become obsessive compulsive (laughs) so here i am uh it says that's okay but don't force the same on others Who don't have the same need or passion, which is so interesting because just two days ago, I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, you really need a calendar. I don't understand because he had like double booked something. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can function. Like, why don't you just put it in your phone. Like it drives me crazy. Right. And he's like, nah, this never happens. Like he doesn't really care. Right. So it's just so funny, uh, how dead on this was. So I want to encourage all the listeners to go to your website beyond introversion.com, go to the quiz page and take that quiz. Um, I thought it was really, really helpful. That is the personalized introvert superpower quiz. There's Mm -hmm. also a leadership quiz uh, that folks can take as well. So I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think you've mentioned the word energy a lot, and I think that's the key for really everybody, but especially I'll say for introverts, because I mean, I think the best definition of introversion is just that we get our energy from within and extroverts get their energy from without, from outside. And, and you know, that varies in different situations and everybody's different. But at the end of a hectic work week, extroverts might be ready to go hit the bar, cocktails, parties, dinners. Introverts are probably gonna to wanna to go home, just rest, be quiet, <laughs> read, meditate, do some art, that sort of stuff. Doesn't mean that they're doing that all weekend, nor are extroverts going to dinners all weekend, but we need to get that, we need to rejuvenate ourselves from the work week. And we also should be doing that during the day. You know. If energy declines throughout the day, if we can boost that with little bits of breaks, whether it's a walk by ourselves on campus or things like that, it boosts our energy. And But also going back to the discussion on the strengths and traits, is that the more we understand and then use our strengths and talents, then the more comfortable we are. And it, um, it builds up our energy when we're using those strengths as opposed to depleting it. If I go into a meeting and I'm not prepared, for me personally, I'm I am very anxious. I'm losing energy by the second. I can feel it. And it's hard to get that back. On the other hand, if I've checked out the agenda, I've read some pre-read, I've got some questions Uh, marked of things that I'm curious about or points that I think I want to make in the meeting, I feel much more confident and comfortable that I'm coming prepared to the meeting and I can, I can uh, provide the input that I think is important for me and and the team I work for. So um, yeah, talents is really critical.
0: Yeah. Love that so much. So how does introversion best show up in the workplace?
1: Um, You know, it's, I would I would say um, everybody's different, right? So you took the quiz and uh, creativity and preparation were highest. Other people might take the quiz and find completely different things, loyalty or um, uh, observation or listening skills. Um, so I think it really depends on what each person brings to the table. But if you're bringing creativity, for instance, a lot of people don't feel like they're creative. Um, I love your example because a lot of us during COVID um, realized that or tapped into some of our creative skills. It's a very different part of our brain. It's more right brain creativity, whatever it is, whether it's art or or jewelry making or needlepoint or anything like that. And uh, mo- many of us in the corporate world are using primarily our left brain, you know, it's analytical stuff. It's, it's trying to um, fix something. And I think that's um part of our job but if we can bring the creativity suddenly not only do we bring unique skills that others don't have or haven't tapped into but we're finding different problem solving uh, problem solutions that way which boosts our ego and our our self-esteem but also improves the performance of the team so i think a lot of it sort goes of back to the strengths
0: yeah, this is so great. I When I left, uh, so I did work in distribution, as I said. I worked for an amazing company for 10 plus years. I absolutely loved them, but um, but I left them. And the, and the reason that I left them was not because of anything they did or didn't do or anyone that I liked or didn't like or I- any of that. Uh, it really was because I felt like I had no creative mm. outlet. And I needed that so much. And I remember talking about this years ago, on when when I kind of left and started my own stuff, how perfect it was for me because it allowed me to be creative, but it also allowed me to use, it, if you will, the left side of my brain. I mean, I, I think this depicts it really well. This there could not be a more left brain title than the title I had when I left, which was regional. I can't even remember it was so long. Regional financial operations manager, like. That is, if that is not analytical and left brain only, I don't know what is. And so I needed that creative spirit to me. I needed to find a way to use it. And um, yeah, I don't, con- I didn't consciously at the time say I'm leaving because I can't be creative, but it was very quickly after I left that I realized that was a huge piece of why I left. And so I think if the organization um may have you know worked with someone like you or understood this about their employees like i i may have stayed i mean i always thought i was going to die with the company <laughs> that's how loyal i was which is funny cuz lo- loyalty was like my third or fourth talent so that's funny but anyway um so i really appreciated this assessment and uh how do you work with organizations do you work individually with people or do you work with um organizations as a whole how can people tap into you as a resource?
1: Uh, thanks. So uh, really a, a bit of both. So I um, work individually. Uh, I mean, there's there's an aspect of my business through my website that I um, provide information. So I do a weekly um, article that I post out. Uh, and I also have quizzes and other resources that people can tap into largely to kind of learn about themselves and for introverts really appreciate that they're not alone. Many introverts grow up feeling I'm kind of alone. And um, they don't realize that about half of the population are introverts as well, largely because nobody really has talked about it in the past. And so that's a lot of the information that's on the website. This fall, I'm starting an introvert mentoring circle. Um, so very excited about that. It's going to be a virtual circle. So many people that are listening may have been in or led mentoring circles at work. Um, This is a virtual mentoring circle, so people will dial in together. About twelve people dialing in together um, from a wide variety of places and organizations across the country, and we'll spend an hour talking about certain topics, Q and A, and then um, trying to address some of the issues that different participants bring up, and how can they? And we'll talk about how they can use their talents to. to uh, um, solve their own personal problems. And I think this is really important because generally, as we mentioned, a lot of introverts don't feel comfortable to um, share their introversion at work. So I think that takes the leaders to try and pull that out because I think that's a good thing. And it also takes the introverts to feel more comfortable that they can share this and that they're proud of their introversion. Uh, This mentoring circle provides a introvert friendly environment which has no connection to their leadership and back in their company to be able to work out some of the issues and come out of it as a better better employee more happy and satisfied um, and so I think that's I'm real excited about kicking that off this fall I'm also working on opportunities to uh, to talk with leadership whether it's frontline leaders or um, senior leaders about introversion in the workplace I think there's I think it's the right time to do this. I mean, one might say decades ago was the right time, but uh, I think a couple of things have come together in the last several years. One is there's a growing leadership gap. So three quarters of, um, of uh, corporations say that they are concerned that they either currently or soon will have a leadership gap. Not enough people in the pipeline that they believe are going to be future leaders. And so they're going to have gaps of, um, in the future. And uh, and actually, like ten thousand baby boomers are retiring every day, and that's even that's before COVID, and that's created a whole nother issue. So, how are companies fixing that? It's really the other item that's been developing over the last decade or more, and that's diversity and inclusion. So, certainly, whether it's gender or people of color, those people are starting to become more um, uh, uh, involved in corporations and in leadership positions, still well below um, their appropriate representation. But the other group that's not really represented are introverts. And so it's an opportunity for introverts to help fill that gap. So to learn about ourselves and confidently advocate for ourselves um, because we have a lot of the skills, whether it's preparation, creativity, uh, teamwork, balanced decision-making, resilience, we have the skills that are necessary to be leaders, but less than 10% of leaders and companies that I think Forbes surveyed are actually lead are actually introverts. And so there's an opportunity there to fill it that introverts should look for, but extroverts also, any leaders should be saying, this is a path for me to get better decisions because I have a more diverse group of people on my team and also to fill this leadership gap that they're facing um, immediately.
0: Awesome. I love that so much. You're doing such important work. If people want to work with you, reach out to you, what's the best way?
1: Um, The best way is to to just go to my website, beyondintroversion.com. I've got, you can subscribe, but I've also got contact page there that you can easily find. And you can drop me a, a note, leave me a message, and I'll be happy to give you a call or contact you, and we can talk further about, about your uh, interest, whether it's as an individual in an organization or somebody in um, corporate leadership or HR, those sort of things.
0: Awesome. And your book is releasing October 6th, The Corporate Introvert, How to Lead and Thrive with Confidence. So be looking for that as well. Steve, I'm so excited for that to come out. So very excited and honored to talk to you today. Thank you for taking the time uh, and being on Happiest Places to Work podcast today.
1: Thanks so much, Amy. Had a great time. Appreciate it.
0: Amy Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Happiest Places to Work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up. Ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix, and we will see you next time.